0: What's up? What's up? This is It's a Radio Show. My name is Masai. We have an action-packed episode for you guys today. Um, I want to get to my guys. To my left and my right. We're going to start from my right.
1: I mean, I guess he's talking to me. Don't know my right from left, but your boy Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Kojo, follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. It's about to be a great episode. Shout out Wakanda.
2: Uh, and to my left, we have... What's up, guys? It's Khalil.
1: That's, that's a whack ass intro. <laughs> that's it. Try that again. No, that, that's
0: uh, who I am. Follow me on Twitter at Empanada Poppy and. Um, Is that? Empanada actually, Poppy? Uh... <laughs> 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 what? No. Anyway, um, so we got a great show for you guys. As our sponsor lets you know, we will be talking about Black Panther today. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about the Valentine's Day massacre. We're going to talk Tragic. about uh, the very, very racist. Comments about our boy LeBron, and more. We want to surprise you a little, so uh, let's get into it. We're going straight into Black Panther. You know, we are going to talk about anything and everything we want. So if you haven't watched, turn your fucking podcast on and run to your nearest movie theater. So Man. he meant off.
1: Yeah, he, meant off. he, meant off. <laughs> he said okay. turn your podcast on.
2: We'll let you live. Yeah, All right. yeah, we can edit that out, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda.
1: Yeah, man.
0: So... let's start? Okay. Um, if you don't know, if you live under a rock, Black Panther came out this weekend. Uh, it stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett. So many wonderful black actors and Forrest actresses. Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. You know, shout out to my nigga, he did. Um... You know, yeah. a lot <laughs>
1: He got a nice knife to the chest. Yeah, a little little spear action. He, at least he didn't get Look, like, we already on the waterfall. spoilers. At least he didn't get thrown off a waterfall. Oh. Well, that was ugly.
0: Yo, that's yo, yo that reminded me of Arrows so much. I thought about that uh, when I watched him get thrown the off. The mountain. The mountain Oh yeah. 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 Oliver Queen. Yeah. But there that nigga was, got thrown There was the fuck no off way, the there was no wait till next week with this one. He's, he got right into it.
2: Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> you thought all that was right, going to so... bang? <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. Yo, okay,
0: okay. No, no, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Uh, but seriously, um, I want to know, honestly, hype aside, black excellence aside, out of 10, what do you give this movie?
2: Eight. Uh, I'm going to go seven. Seven out of 10. Seven.
0: seven. Eight. I gave it a nine. Bugging. And I've been very critical of it, I feel, uh, overall, okay. but I, I really enjoyed the movie. I think it was a fantastic ride for
2: two hours. I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't study cinematography in college, but I gave it a seven because for a ten, I put like Oscar-worthy movies, mm-hmm. movies that won Oscars. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was good. I thought the acting was on par for a Marvel superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Like Those aren't Oscar-winning movies. No, uh, Michael B. Jordan is a trash actor, so he bumped You' We will get into himself. that. <laughs> Not everybody believes that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we have established that a seven is mid-fire. So yeah, the they, movie was mid-fire.
0: So you feel the movie was mid-fire too, Ron?
1: It was mid-fire. I feel like I missed on some some places that would. Have I do to the next too, level. I Me do, personally, I so, so, oh no, go, go social
2: ahead. places or like movie elements based places. Both, both, okay,
1: okay. All, right. all right. There was just some I don't know. I thought that movie was kind of predictable. Not gonna lie to you. You know, the first so, half was not. I had no fucking clue what they were doing. Oh, That's okay. why I fucked with it.
0: I see that. I feel the complete opposite. It felt like every other Marvel movie in the beginning. What it was? It was. here's our hero. He's got cool gadgets. He he yeah. fights crime. They're the villain. He just hates Wakanda for no reason. He just wants to steal all their vibranium.
2: Okay. Okay. I see where and, you're going. Uh, yeah.
0: It was very basic to me in the beginning. It was. It was good. Like the action scenes, amazing. The acting, the fantastic.
1: There was a lot of elements. Into oh, the it.
0: opening to the movie that is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. The opening. That, the flashbacks. Okay, The opening part of the movie. Is fantastic. That's the best part of the first hour of Black Panthers. Yeah.
1: And to me, personally, after you open like that, I don't think they ever talked that in the whole movie. Really? The Korean scene was crazy. When they were in the casino? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was
0: was a great action scene. That was a great scene. I
2: thought it was good, but I wanted to see more of the hand-to-hand combat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There wasn't a lot of hand-to-hand combat, and I think the fight... Uh, between him and Killmonger at the end could have been better. And mm. I expected more because Ryan Coogler is the guy who did Creed. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Creed, but there's a the boxing fight in there that's all shot in one take. Uh. And it's phenomenal. One of the best action scenes I've seen in recent memory. So I thought he would bring something innovative and new you know, that. to this movie. It was, it was a high expectation kind of thing. After yeah. I saw him do something like that, I was like, wow. Like, I'm I'm serious. Just go look it up on YouTube if you can. Yeah. Uh, the one-take boxing fight. It's an
2: amazingly shot action scene. Michael uh, B.
1: Jordan did his thing on that movie, though. He I did. Believe. He did. He was very good in crew.
2: As everyone hyped up, like the Dora Milaje, the all woman mm-hmm. fighting force, oh, for amazing. I was expecting to see them go in hand with like close up, nice cut scenes of them yeah. fighting, but really you didn't get too much of the intricacies no. of how they fought. Like they were there, they were do, but I never saw it. I would say the only one they really highlighted was Okoye. Yeah. She,
0: yeah. you
2: know, you got to see her fight.
1: You did, you know, you
0: did. and they had that when it was like three or four of them against when they
2: were Kale switching Mama out at the and, same
0: time. That was a dope. That was, that
1: was a, a good
0: scene. fight scene right there. Rest in peace, one of them. Yeah, she was it was a rap for Wakanda. This of man rapper? Killmonger really was about them kills. He did not care. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like yeah. you know what scene got me when he killed his girl? I was hmm. like, yo, that shit care. was. Cr- but, he didn't care. He didn't even move. But the thing is, he said that when he when he got to you know his fight with um, with Black Panther, he said. I killed people in Iraq. I killed people in Afghanistan. I killed all these people. I killed my own brothers and sisters on this continent right here, just so I could kill you. today.
2: Yeah. No, that scene really got to me when he he like took off his shirt and, he, and you saw all the, the scars. That's everywhere. the moment when I saw that this guy isn't just talking. Or no. he didn't come up with this idea yesterday. He's. And that's why
0: I think. He is one of the best villains in any of these Marvel movies, which I think is one of the weakest part of the Marvel franchise movies, that their uh, uh, villains have been very basic. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a fantastic movie. Do you even remember the villain's name? The the first one? The yeah, second. the first one. Oh, absolutely not. What was his name? What what, what was evil about? him? What was he trying to do? What was the plot? I don't that?
1: remember. I didn't remember shit blowing up and it being funny and them escaping the prison. Don't remember the villain, right? Exactly. I looked it as What well. was
0: um? I, w- I was talking about Doctor Strange today. Who's who's the villain of Doctor Strange? What was oh, his name?
2: It was the the Destroyer. The Destroyer. What All was right.
0: what's his name? I, th- I,
2: th- I thought Destroyer. that's what they called him. His name is Dormammu. That's his name. Oh, oh, Dormammu. You know. Yeah, he
1: yeah. had Marvel vs. Capcom.
2: I was never going to remember that. Yeah.
0: What was his motive? He just wanted to.
2: He consumes planets?
0: Yeah, he just wants to break the universe. Just because. Just because? No layers to it. Right,
2: but but you have to compare these villains sort of differently, right? Like, you can relate to Killmonger's plea because he's human. Right. But in some of the other Marvel movies, these are, like, celestial entities. Right. Yeah,
0: Dormama's one of those.
2: How much do you really need to know about why this mysterious, like,
0: but we can even talk about like human villains in some, you know, uh, Marvel movies. His first Iron Man, the guy worked for him. He was jealous yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. you just salty. Bridges, yeah. He's I just get, salty. I'm,
2: I agree with you. Like, the plot for Black Panther, the script, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal.
0: And Ryan Coogler helped. It was two people Ryan Coogler and somebody else wrote it. So, mad props to him because he really did it up. And uh, he changed a lot of the Black Panther, like, based on the comic book. It's, it doesn't follow it a lot. Like, okay. It's very different. But I, I think he did some very good things
2: with it. So. Um, I, I think one of the great things to commend them on with the script writing is the social commentary that they oh, made. Oh, 100%. Constantly throughout the movie, from the very beginning, they're addressing these deep, Issues that X. America and other places in the world are talking about right now, without like throwing it in your face. Yeah, it wasn't a preachy movie. It, it wasn't. wasn't preachy. But so it like they were always talking about it, but it was subtext. Right. It was like snide comments that a character made. Yep. Off. Yep. So you never got to like, uh, why are they going there right now? Yeah, exactly. Re- exactly. It was it. very well paced, and I yeah. usually think Marvel movies have a problem with
0: pacing too. And X. I think. That's true. And I Pace think this movie real. was very well-paced.
2: Perfect yeah.
1: length, too. Don't think it was yeah, too short. Don't it, think it was too yeah, long. Yeah, it was
2: over before I knew it. I thought. Yeah. And
1: it was two hours. It's mm-hmm. not been like it was I a short I thought it was movie. a very well-paced movie.
2: There was never a point where it i like i came back into myself and asked like oh I'm why am I here in this theater yeah, exactly I was you were engaged absorbed.
0: you were engaged you know we and I talked about this with you guys earlier today but i the star of me for the for the movie was wakanda the way they fleshed out wakanda, wakanda. and uh you know, everything about it. Like like I said, before, you barely knew Wakanda but when you, before you got in the movie. And I feel like I know everything about Wakanda now after watching the movie. So, I think their fleshing
2: out of it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Wakanda was the thing that inspired me the most. Like, it wasn't the characters Facts. per se. It was the idea of this place Yeah, it as was, a whole.
1: It was really well done,
0: but like... Well, let's get, well you, I like to get into flaws. So I want to hear a 7 out of 10 and,
1: and 8 flaws. out of 10. Oh, yeah.
0: What did you guys dislike about the movie?
1: I Maybe it's just me. I really did feel like the last 40 the minutes was predictable to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was like, I was like, he's going to get killed. He's going to get thrown off the waterfall. That's right. literally what I said. I mean, it did look obvious <laughs> yeah. that that was going to happen.
2: But is that necessarily a bad thing? Are movies always supposed to be unpredictable? Sometimes I, it's about... How it plays out more than the what,
1: kind of. But right. there was things that could have changed about it. And you felt like it
2: was very cliche, like yeah. You know I mean? Okay, okay. That's I, can, like, I can see that. You yeah.
1: know
0: what I mean? I can definitely see that.
1: Um, Michael B. Jordan's his death, like that was yeah. a really yeah. His, movie. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, as great as a villain as he was, his send off until the very end of him dying was pretty bad. Them talking and the way he was acting and it just wasn't good until he delivered that line. Okay. Yeah. You know, at the end when he said when he said uh, I can still save you and he said no.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. I prefer we. I'll prefer death like they did over bondage. Messy. You know. So messy, but beautiful. <laughs> the best kind of. Messy. Yeah.
2: I mean, oh my God, it I was. Could, I could hear the yikes from every white person in the theater. <laughs> <right now. laughs> no, and it was. It was so crazy
0: because I was so disappointed at the way everything was being handled in that last, like, five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he said that, and I was like, boom, I'm good now. That's all I needed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, the movie, I never felt too, I don't know. I don't want to know if I want to use let down, but it. I, I was very proud of how it was done by the time the movie was over.
2: I, I, I would have been there for a happy ending. Uh, an ending where Michael B like goes to prison in Wakanda, but yeah. ultimately like integrates back with the society. Yeah, like on. I, I didn't want to see both villains die. I don't like that. I thought.
0: Claw had a lot more that they could have used him for. He's a very prominent character in the yeah. Black Panther
1: universe, so I wasn't. I not a fan of them killing him. Did not think they were going to kill him that early in the movie. Yeah, that's when me was like, "Oh no, this shit is crazy. I don't know yeah. what the fuck is going like I said, on." When he that's shot his girl, like. when he shot his girl, and he shot him, I said, "Damn." That's why I was like, yo. This movie is insane, and that's why I what was like, yo, is he is a
0: great villain because he, he struck. You know, fear, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's so horrible. Like, when he choked out the old lady after he took in the fruit. Yeah. And he was like, you know, uh, what did he say? Um, he said, when I tell you to do something, you better do that shit. You yeah. know what I
2: mean? Like- what was the line he delivered to the woman in the museum that was showing him? He said, "The coffee." Yeah, he said, "You better pay attention to what you're drinking, bitch," yeah. or something yeah, like that. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. "Yeah, they
0: they he cursed a decent amount in yeah. this movie yeah. for yeah. a Marvel movie." Also, yeah. I don't know if that's Michael B. Jordan or Ryan Coogler, but he didn't care. Yeah,
2: he didn't. He was when, got, when he, was he came a back,
0: when he came back, uh, when Black Panther came back, and he said, "I'm not dead," and he said, "Oh, all that challenge shit is over." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, no, he I delivered mean, some good lines, no, I think. Did. Michael B. Jordan, like you, said,
1: like you said earlier, the high auntie. That's yeah, the high <laughs> auntie. Yeah. Everybody laughs, laughs at <laughs> that. Laughs. Every yeah, time yeah.
0: I see it, everybody laughs because it's you. Like I said, I feel like he brought evil to the character, and you know he's wrong. But his ideologies, while not perfect, made sense in a way. There were things he was saying a good job that about made that. sense, and. There were times where you wanted to to see what yeah, he, he was saying and he was saying some good things exactly yeah. you know what i mean but and that's probably my favorite part of this movie is that um, he wasn't like a true true
1: evil villain like yeah he was an anti-hero
0: yeah. which you don't see a lot in these marvel movies true. besides like loki loki's like the only other anti-hero i can think of in yeah. their movies and um what else was i going to say
1: uh yeah Killmonger. Visually. Good villain visually, that movie, oh, stunning! Yeah, visually, that shit was... only when a you few first... CG moments that were, eh, but when you first got to a kind of oh, form, yeah, fire. I, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. what did he say?
0: He said, Oh, you, I never get tired of this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That yeah,
0: it. was, shit uh, crazy. it was that's it. Uh, negatives like i said michael b jordan death scene besides the end um the fact that he was in the beginning of the movie in the museum scene and you don't see him again
1: for like an hour it's almost like you forget he's in the movie i think it made sense why he did that that was i mean they could have put that really anywhere in the museum scene yeah museum scene yeah
2: also, who cares? Because yeah, like, yeah. during that time, they were probably plotting on how to get Claw yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, that was the plot. It was right. the plot to get Claw. Yeah, so. I thought it was weird that he was
0: with Claw in the beginning, and then he wasn't with Claw, and then he then he popped yeah, up right. and yeah. got him. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So,
0: but he was. Uh, Killmonger is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I think a good villain is what makes a good superhero movie. You know, everybody loves The Dark
1: Knight and what do they talk about? They talk about The Joker. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I I still think The Dark Knight's the best superhero movie ever. Oh,
1: yeah, nah, the first first Dark Knight is crazy.
0: Yeah, like the Dark everyone
1: Knight... in the movie theater was tense as fuck. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? So I still think that's the best superhero the movie scene? ever.
1: And the, f- the fairy scene just Like we're not the... we're not going to talk about Ew. Dark Knight.
0: We're here talking about Black Panther. It's so insane. we could talk about Dark
1: Knight
2: uh,
0: all night, but <laughs>
2: Um, I want to talk about what Black Panther has meant and means for black people, African people and African American people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how it's been received and what's next.
0: Yeah, I said, uh, I think it's the blackest movie I've seen in years. And I mean Ever. that so positive, you know what I mean? And I could tell like when I would talk to, you know, people of other races who... They didn't get some things because they don't see these things that we know. They don't talk about these things that we talk about and that, you know, really affect us and our people, you know, people of color and everything. And I feel like those are things that gave them a disconnect from the movie that we
1: do connect with. Great point. Um, Where did I even start? Go ahead, Kaloum. I don't even want to start because I want to start ranting. So. No, I
2: mean, well, how do you feel? Like,
0: what is what does it mean? Do you feel there should have been more African presence in terms of, uh, like, people think there should have been African mu- more African music, yeah. And-
1: Kahlo and I, we watched it together on opening night. Mm-hmm. We said the same shit. Like, there should have been more African music. The, but... only,
0: the only thing I, I have to say about this is the stylist for the movie did an amazing job. Fantastic. Because Wakanda's fictional. So she decided to use African garments and stuff from all over Africa. Yeah. So she didn't have to be contained to one part. She had Kenyan stuff, Ghanaian stuff, South African stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that she incorporated all of Africa into Wakanda in that yeah. sense.
1: You could tell. Yeah. Different types of styles. It was, it was dope. It was really interesting. Yeah. I
0: hope they, honestly, I know you didn't say it was an Oscar worthy movie, but I hope they do get a costume design. So I think the costume design in the movie visuals was visuals to me very like, amazing yeah. visually so I do hope they get crazy. a nomination at least for that
1: yeah i mean i know a couple of my african friends actually complained that there wasn't enough africans in the movie and I, I was arguing back with them cuz that's absurd
0: the only reason i say it, it, i don't think that matters in a sense is because um the black panther is not an african comic book it wasn't created by an african it's not in a in a real african pace fictional. what wakanda's fictional you know what i mean so it i i if it had if it was grounded like if if the creation of it was grounded in african roots like if this was an african comic book being created i would maybe feel a little bit more different but it is an an african american view of okay. africa
2: but uh Wakanda, although it's a fictional country, it Mm -hmm. takes place on the African continent. Right. So I feel like, in the same way as so many members of the cast and crew decided to draw on different pieces of African culture, right, there is a point to be made that we should have drawn more actors and more music and more elements all around. Okay. I can see what you're saying. I see what you're
1: saying. I mean, I don't think
0: it it would be nice and i have i'm not opposed to it at all right. but i don't think in any way that it hurt the movie you know what i mean i, I don't, don't i don't think so
2: there's there's one element that i think would have been a nice touch it's that leading up to the movie everyone made this big idea about uh black image and african american image and african image and what wakanda and black panther meant for africa mm-hmm. but then there was no big african premiere mm. i think i think the the core of this movie, the premiere of this movie, the marketing of this movie, should have been in Africa. I mean, I can see that. I can see that.
1: That would have
0: been crazy. Yeah. I think
2: that would have elevated it even more. Yeah,
0: it would have. I think so. I it's think they should have done an African premiere in Africa. That would have been really dope. I would agree with that. 100%. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's a lot of Africans in the movie. Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't see the complaints. <laughs> yeah. not like there were no Africa.
0: Africans in the movie. You they know what I mean? He's
1: from Get Out. He's from Uganda. I, can't, I don't remember his name. Daniel Kaluya. Yeah, he's What's from he's yeah. from Uganda. So yeah. a lot of Africans in the movie. Don't worry. Don't worry. and I think the accents were pretty damn good. See, as that's African what I myself, wanted to ask you. Did you think the myself, accents were good? I think because a lot of them weren't really like the people. They were just black or yeah. like from the Caribbean. A lot of them were from the Caribbean. Yeah. Though. And the accents are pretty damn good. Okay, Robin right. said the same thing, but okay. you could tell they were studying the Nigerian accent because they have mm. a very distinct African accent, mm. and that's what most people hear. Most okay. people think the typical African accent is a Nigerian accent, which isn't the case. But like, the are oh, you done? That's a Nigerian. That's <laughs> a Nigerian. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that scene was good. That <laughs> was good.
0: I definitely thought of like uh, college experiences that we had <laughs> oh, with people God. when yeah. he said that. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, I'm glad that, you know, it, it essentially, it was a solid movie, yeah. you know, and I think, I don't really think anybody can disagree that, that it was a solid movie, that it wasn't a solid yeah. movie. I mean, everybody's going to have their differing opinions. Of course, there's going to be people who say negative things, but the general reception is that it was a good movie and it did the character justice and black people justice. I'm
1: going to watch that movie again because I love Watching good movies twice, because I see a lot of things I missed the first time, mm-hmm. and I'm really going to watch how Michael B. Jordan really acted this time. Replay value is a again.
0: big thing for me with movies. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you can't especially, watch it more than once, then it's not a good movie. a good
1: movie. Like, a really good movie, if you watch it again, you're just like, Oh wow, this shit is phenomenal. And you
0: see things you didn't see before, exactly. and you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a sign of a good movie.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
2: All right. So, I think... This movie really forced me to think about my own black identity and like what I can do to put forward black values and mm-hmm. identify with it and spread that to like youth and stuff. Do you think that the social impact of this movie continues on past its life? A hundred percent. I think, think so. so.
0: I think so. I think you know it. Like we said, it was a social, you know, uh, thought movie like it made you think about things and how we are as black people and what we should do and the essential plot that you know Wakanda was beautiful and they had all these things but they never helped anybody else. There's all these black people suffering yeah. all over yeah. the world. And that was great. A great way to to think about things. And think about how fortunate you know we are, even just us. You know what I mean? Growing up in a middle class society and, you know, the benefits our parents gave us you know what are we going to do to give
2: back i was just going to ask that question so as a takeaway from the movie like what are you each going to like what's something maybe we should talk about that right now maybe we should each agree to do something or try to put something forward me
1: kind of easy easier for me not kind of easy for me <laughs> easier for me to give
2: back to a mother
1: because the mother one. No way I know where I'm from. I go there all the time. I, it's easy for me to go help. So, I mean, how about this?
2: can help here. I'm not saying it has to be on the continent. I mean, Same.
1: me personally, I would rather help back home. So, this here. is something... doesn't mean I don't want to I think
0: I'm, I want to do. Up? I'm. I, my aunt does all types of uh, relief, and she does a lot of Haiti relief, and I think I'm going to uh, give her money to do something with that. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these, as we know... Uh, the Red Cross and stuff like that doesn't yeah. always work out the way you think it it's is. It's crazy that these and you know, be cool. And they, uh, you know, they try to keep the people in the bad situation rather than help them out of it. So, my, I know my aunt and, and the things she's done and what she's given back to the country. So, I think that's something I want to do.
1: Exactly. My mom's doing the same thing. I don't know if you remember for New Year's mm-hmm. my, I'm at the mm-hmm. fundraiser because my my late grandmother had a school back in Ghana well, since she's passed away. My mom's the oldest. She's the one taking care of it and like, She's right now doing a fundraiser. Everyone here is going to, like, adopt a kid and pay, like, $20. It pays all their school fees for the year. and wow. lunch. So that's what she's doing. We, we donated a computer. I bought a computer reset over there. That's the stuff we're doing. So it that's I awesome. see it directly, like, mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. because where I lived when I was in Ghana, the school is right there. So when I go back to Ghana over the summer, I see it directly helping. Okay. So good. that's what I can do. And it's not, like... A lot of crazy super money. You told yeah,
0: talking like $20. $2, a $20 month. Yeah, that's it. Think that's about cool. how $20 is nothing to us here, yeah. but you literally said would pay for their entire school. Imagine
2: if we went to college for $20. Yeah, it's It's not about it's you, good. Messiah. It is <laughs> it's not about you.
1: But that's honestly why vacation in Ghana.
2: The... He just pulled a Trump yeah. on our podcast.
0: <laughs> you are dying. I did not. <laughs> Alright, what about you, Khalil? What, do you, what, do you, what is on your mind? What did you want to do? You raise. you posed this question. What do you want to do?
2: Uh, so, I, I think there's this dude who I work with. His name is Philemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from Benin. Yes, and small he, country. He works with me and uh, two years ago, he was talking to our VP and he was just telling our VP about a school, similar situation as Ronnie, in his village that they didn't have computers. So him and my VP came up with this idea called Code to Hope, and it originally started where he was asking J&Jers to donate old computers, old tablets, whatever, and he would bring them back home, and he was teaching students how to code. Fast forward today, he's got commitments from hundreds of VPs at J&J. People are writing him checks for thousands and thousands of dollars to expand this program, and it's almost becoming his full-time job. Um, He even, like in December, flew over and met with leaders from 50 African countries to tell them about the program. So I think as like it's something that happens often in my company, but I think I have a responsibility to pick an issue and become a leader in the same way that Philemon has and to use that agency in order to, to like... I don't know, uh, enable good to happen in the world. And you guys know one of my passions is like actually teaching coding. Mm -hmm. And I do that now at, I think, places that don't necessarily benefit as much as others could. So I think I need to, I don't know, try to get people to maybe do it at Piscataway or Mm -hmm. other schools and some um, more deserving or neat country or places that need it more right. so I think. that's very
0: inspiring that that's you amazing. know he wanted to do something that's, and it's grown so much that's it, awesome
2: it's one, insane
1: yeah one of my life thing like lifetime goals is to take all my friends to go to gada with me like seriously
2: i mean just, i really whenever you really, want.
1: Really, really really want to do you probably do it now you
0: got that kojo island <laughs> yeah come on fly man. us out bro kojo <laughs> On, Remember that we this. made Kojo Island jokes today, because when it's a real thing, we already told you. about
1: <laughs> We're never gonna do this right now, but
0: seriously,
1: it's crazy. What a, that was a fantastic topic. Yeah, go to see Black, Black really Panther, Wakanda
2: forever. In. I see we're that shit start every day. Doing that, so. shit, that handshake now. Yeah, yeah. to oh, that's the only way I want you to greet me from that <laughs> now. That's how we Got really me gonna up start and cross shaking. your arms across your yeah. chest. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. All right, so let's get into our next topic. Uh, this week or a few days ago, LeBron and KD sat with Carrie Champion on uh, ESPN's The Undefeated. Uh, she was asking them some questions about political commentary, life as an athlete, and how they think about politics or why they choose to get involved with politics or not get involved with politics. Uh, LeBron has some things to say. Apparently, Fox News thought otherwise, and we got into the situation where uh, we had some, like, veiled racism on TV. Just dribble and shut up. Just dribble and shut up. So, what do, you, what do you guys think about that? Should we give some more backstory? Yeah, uh, some more backstory. Here's some backstory. Laura Ingram's a racist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Deadass. <laughs> like
2: T. So, so, for the listeners, LeBron pretty much said that, like... We need responsible leaders in the White House. Children look up to that position, and that right now, that's not what's there. Um, Katie made some comments as well about having a coach co- coach for the country. Laura Ingram got on TV, said, these guys need to stay in their lane, stay in their place, uh, not make comments like this. Right. Fox News, they don't have any uh,
0: non-political guests, right? They don't have. No, any. they never do. Never. No, they never they never did anything like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kid Rock, he's pretty well-versed in politics. He knows. Yeah. Remember that time they had Ja Rule on there? They, they asked Ja, ja Rule, Rule about the there? election?
2: Of course. You remember yeah, the old yeah. Dave
0: Chappelle joke when uh, he makes an old joke that he, I don't know, like, why would I want to hear, somebody said something similar, like, why would I want to hear, like. Politics and stuff like that from musicians or athletes. And he made a joke like, Where is Jaw right now? What does Jaw think about this? It's an old, it's an old ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw joke. the clip on Twitter. And when, that, when he was on Fox News, people just kept posting that joke <laughs> with him because it was so relevant. He was on but Fox uh,
2: News smiling
0: with <laughs> <in> a suit. <laughs> I mean, get it how you get it, I guess.
2: So, I mean, this is something obviously that being black in America you're used to you're used to hearing veiled comments like this like stay oh, yeah. in your lane stay in your place do you guys think that hearing more language like that from national figures on tv or in parties is because donald trump is in the white house and he's sending signals that it's 150% okay? if it's you, saying it's okay if you don't believe
1: that you're a liar it's saying it's okay after the shit that happened in Charlottesville, and he's saying there was bad things on both sides, mm-hmm. people now feel like they can go out and say whatever the fuck they want and they can get away with I it. I mean, they and,
0: felt like that. They, people felt empowered during the election, even. They felt like, you know, they could get away with whatever
1: yeah. they want, you know. But after Trump's in office, you can really see it now. But I mean, they're always there. Let's not act yeah, these like people it wasn't are there. It's
0: like Dwayne Wade said it. He said these people used to be in the shadows, yes, and now. But now. They feel here. like they have a platform. This, they. Like, like you brought back to the stuff that happened when he said there were good people on both sides. Bad. Um, bad. I thought it was bad. I thought it was good. Uh,
1: no, was it good people on both sides? Yeah, he said there was
0: uh, good people on both. That's why he got people got upset. I think so. I think
1: so. Okay, continue.
2: But um, I mean, it means the same thing. You know, yeah. those people felt like that
0: what happened there was very successful for them, the white nationalists, because now they don't have to hide. They came out in the open. None of their people died. That's what the guy said. The uh the one who was on Vice News, he said, "Yeah, none of our people died. We were here. We got our point across. They know we exist. This was a great victory for us."
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Vice, on Vice. Yeah. So this that was a great. Great, great, great documentary. Yeah, I think it was. Everyone has to watch that. Yeah,
0: that was a good. Because uh, that was when the lady episode. was gone with them. And yeah, the she and was. Stuff. Yeah, and she was interviewing that guy, the same guy who was crying on camera, camera because yep. he had a warrant out for his arrest. Yep,
1: yep, yeah. But that really shows you what they really are. Yeah, punks with guns. Look, yes, punks with guns. This dude was crying. I don't. A warrant, I just he's don't. out here trying to shoot black people.
0: I just don't understand why. Uh, everybody can't have an opinion.
2: We all get the right to vote, right? It's
0: so doesn't crazy. that mean we all have the right to the opinion?
2: I think, Sue, so I, I, we're talking about racism, right? Yeah. And why these people think that way. And I saw something pretty interesting recently, and it was about how America re, like joined after the Civil War and how Civil War reconstruction efforts uh, and the South really influenced what we have today, which is this veiled racism. Mm-hmm. And essentially what happened was, as, as the South you know, lost the Civil War and had to rejoin the Union, a lot of conservative groups started forming for the first time to dictate what uh, Southern education would be. Because you have to remember, back then there wasn't a unified uh, education across right, the states. Right, like, right. what what you taught students was up to what you and your local community uh, decided to do. And in the textbooks in the South, they completely rewrote the history of slavery. They wrote it and kind of, putting forth the idea that like slaves were kind of voluntary and that they had a good relationship with their masters and, and an entire generation of white Southerners, people in the Bible Belt, and what we see today as traditionally red states, they grew up reading this propaganda, this revisionist history, right. and they passed that down to their children. And so... Up until the last couple of decades, there was this really strong misguided understanding of black people and minorities in the country. And I think we're just dealing with the repercussions of that. Um, And I think that's why you have people who are sort of like gung-ho, black people are wrong, whatever, I'm a racist, because they they grew up on that. And then reality smacks them in the face whether you get caught in the negative situation or suddenly you, you meet a black person and you, you you find out that it's not that way. What? This
1: topic really gets me upset. Like, when they go out and they say these ridiculous things on TV, these people aren't robots. Like, they're still humans and have every right to make any point that they want. Like, she can make any point that she wants as well on TV. Just because he's an athlete, why the fuck can he not make any point at all or any political statement.
2: Because he didn't agree with her. And, and we know that she's not saying because he's, a, he's an athlete. No. He said, she's saying because he's a black athlete. Yeah, right. exactly. People were saying,
0: why don't they have the same energy for Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich? Why don't you yeah. tell them to no, just no, shut yeah, up yeah. and coach? Oh, yeah.
2: Popovich, he makes fantastic, fantastic racial statements. Oh, my God. Statements. All
0: the time. No Pop, one,
2: greatest
1: coach of all time.
2: No one's ever going to say the kind of things they're saying about LeBron and Katie to Popovich.
1: Not even close.
2: Former basketball player. Tom Brady, yeah. can you imagine? Oh my God, can you imagine?
1: The only person recently that's been getting Steve Kerr recently, I've seen people get were a little upset of his comments about, um, about the shooting. W- and which the, we're gonna get into. Which we'll get into next, mm. but people were a little bit upset about that. First time I've ever seen them really say anything.
2: Upset about the content of what he said. Yeah, what he yeah, said about. He okay, said okay. About but it. not that he said anything at all. Yeah, his father um,
0: was uh, assassinated in Spicy. the Middle East, I' forget what country I just read about it the other day I hate when that happens but yeah his father was um, he he wasn't necessarily a politician but he was in politics and education and he went to the Middle East and he had a, a high position at like a, a prominent school there and um, there was a civil war going on and he was he was targeted and killed. Hmm. So, you know, Steve Kerr knows all about tragedy and, and gun control and gun violence. So that's why he had you know, he feel you know, people listen to something he has to say. His his father was even uh noted by the president. Like Ronald Reagan like publicly addressed when his father was murdered. So, you know, it's a big thing. Uh so you know, Steve Kerr and LeBron and any athlete or any public figure has no right to be told that their opinion is invalid or doesn't matter. You may not agree with their opinion, but you're not going to tell them to shut up. And there was nothing wrong with what LeBron said, uh, personally, at least to me. Uh, but
1: I think, man, he has every right to say what he wants to say. Just
0: like she had every right to say yeah. that stupid shit she said, yeah. right? Yeah. So
1: Tom Brady rocks around with the a The fuck does Trump have? Make 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 America (laughs) grieve. Again, I don't remember that bullshit. (laughs) He has. (laughs) Like, all the fucking time. I saw. And LeBron has every right to call Donald Trump a bum, like he said on Twitter. Yeah. And like June called him a straight bum. People were upset, but he wants to say whatever he wants to say.
2: So, I want to get to LeBron's response to Laura Mm -hmm. Ingram Mm -hmm. and how the NBA has handle this situation, especially as it compares to how the NFL handled kneeling. Leagues better. Exactly. So LeBron, in response to Laura Ingram telling him to shut up and dribble, and a few other comments said, Ignorance is something I try to ignore. That was definitely an ignorant comment. I do play basketball, but I am a civilian, and I am a citizen of the United States, so my voice is just as loud as hers, I think, or even louder. Um, and pretty much, the commissioner of the NBA came out and said he was very proud. Adam Silver said he's very proud of how Kevin Durant and LeBron James handled their responses. Uh, he praised them for it um, and pretty much supported his players through this situation.
1: Adam Silver is—he's so much better than Roger Goodell. It's insane.
2: Um, and LeBron is—I'm
0: not—you know—I'm not a super LeBron fan or anything, but LeBron is the kind of ambassador any sport would want. He didn't have any scandals. He didn't get into trouble. He donates to the youth. He donates to communities. He's a family man. Like, what more
2: could you want from he, the face of your league? We established his chiefs on his wife, so I'm just going to say that he's been <laughs> caught doing. I, for our listeners, they might check us uh, on that. So, yeah, he does. any public scandals. What
1: do you mean he does? He does. We, we have, he does.
2: We have the receipts. We're not releasing them, hot take, <laughs> it's a radio show. We're not here for
0: that kind of drama. We're not right, a gossip right, right. podcast. All right? we, we but
2: have we the receipts. know LeBron and us. LeBron's Chita Chita You heard it here first. Though, you heard it here first. Chatting, nah. All right, so go on Breaking with news. you Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news, my nigga. If your girl. <laughs> Facts.
1: Nah, but you were talking about what Adam Silver and how great of a commissioner he is. I mean, this shit really like. I don't see how most people can say it at home. I think she's just trolling. I'm not sure she's really serious. I'm not sure. If she... I personally think she's trolling. Like, no, I that, she she I believes that trolling. nonsense. I don't think so. I, I think mean, you know what?
0: Abuse. You know what? There are people who are in positions who know better, but they have a certain agenda that they're trying to push. I think she knows so better than to say, say that those nonsense. Things. So that is real, without a doubt.
1: No, nah, that's like uh, media personalities. Uh, what's the... Uh... What's that chick name? The skinny one. That was in the name of our first episode. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy.
2: Tommy. Get it right. Oh. Tommy, whatever. She has a wa- excuse. Me. Watch what you're about to say. You know, this she's you know, dumb. Show, show,
1: show. <laughs> she's a dub. That's she is. Yes, she's a dub. Yeah, and how boots. <laughs> Do Tommy. You
2: see? Don't let don't let these niggas put you off of me. Yeah. Yo.
0: What's that one video? Is that Tommy Lauren? kid you want to take you want to talk to me no the
1: fuck i don't <laughs> yeah. that shit was hilarious yo yeah you want
0: to you want to take a picture no no the <laughs> fuck i don't
2: <laughs> yo that video was super platform.
0: viral yeah yeah that so, she because up. she was saying the shit these people want to hear that's it's conservative bubble
1: but like it's a personality like i'm not sure if that's really what Tommy how... really believes yeah i mean Maybe that's really what she does. We don't, we really don't know. How can we know?
0: I think come she on. does believe the things she says because she doesn't always agree with the uh, conservative Republicans. She'll go against them a tiny bit every now and again.
2: What I've come to realize is that there's a significant portion of the conservative populace, I don't know, whatever population that says racist shit on a daily and they believe what they say. But they're good intentioned, and they don't think that they're racist. racist.
1: Yeah, that's scary to me. Yo, remember when people don't know when they say racist shit. What What did that guy almost call
0: black people on TV? Not too long ago. No,
2: it it wasn't that he almost called black people something. It was that he was like describing like poor people or something, yeah. and then he almost said black people. I no, think no, he he almost said like a curse. Yeah, like I he almost was... said like. Like
0: coons
1: or yeah, something. No. Yeah, he almost said coons. He uh, almost said coons. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yes. no. Yes, no. Yes. I remember it was, he was on Twitter. I, I mean, it was like three people and he was
2: describing the those before he was, he was,
1: poor he was black black talking. And it was I, like, and the And he no, stopped himself. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> and he, he said, and the bl-, But he stopped himself because he was saying, he was saying, so, he was like describing some state. I wish yeah, I could pull it up. I
1: because and the watermelon, and the chicken, and the blah. They he stopped himself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I
2: think. He, I don't think he said coots.
0: I don't think he said coots. I'm trying to, say, I'm trying to find this. That video was crazy. All right, crazy. While, while we try to find this,
2: uh, let's get in. We're moving on from yeah, this Yeah, we'll, we'll move on from this.
1: What topic are we trying to answer?
2: We've got the Valentine's Day Massacre. I
1: really want to get into that one because I... Kill little notes. I fucking hate this shooting shit. When, mean, um, the Sandy like Hook shit. Happened, going out said. we did the petition and everything,
2: yeah. When
1: that happened, it's I mean,
2: crazy. we just have to start by like this. Um, I it's honestly just heartbreaking, like, to I don't know,
1: it's like we're desensitized.
2: No, That's, no, no, no. I we have
1: this wild outlash every time it happens, we forget about it, no, and it happens again.
2: It's, I, I don't even want to go into the politics of it yet. I think. It, we have to spend time just talking about what these kids went through, what these families are going through, and how devastating this is to the community that they all live in. Like, I really, for some reason with this shooting, put myself in their shoes. Insane. And I, I don't know. I felt it more than I ever have in the past. Agreed. To like, like, your friends are dying next to you um your siblings you, what i don't know maybe it was the text messages that i it saw was, to me, the videos the
1: snap video that snap video when you hear the gunshots and how loud it is Sorry. and you see how helpless they are just like out in the open really ducking behind death.
2: 17 people it was yes. it's one and of the scariest things man. that
1: shit like i said i've been in a situation where people shooting in a close environment right. it is terrifying cuz you don't know where it's coming from i was on a train when it happened and you didn't know where it was coming from. You just literally laying on the ground and you can hear the shots coming. What I did can't... we
2: what did we call these blackout drills when we were kids? What were these drills Lockdown. called? Lockdown drills? Lockdown
1: drills, yep. Lockdowns.
2: How insane is it that in America, one of the most developed countries in the world, every day kids practice for active shooters being on their campus? Now, as a kid didn't phase me no much right not at all i went through the motions but like adults came together and said there's a risk that children might die any day so we should have them practice for the scenario where someone's trying to kill them and we practiced for that scenario as children in our modern society that's mind-blowing and it's more mind-blowing that despite adults knowing that and having prepped children for at least the last 24 years it's still happening people are still dying in this way
1: we the lockdown started when we were in middle school that's the first that's time, the first first time at sixth seventh grade about when yeah, we really I, was, I think it was cold blue and cold red I think they were yeah. using at the time I believe so it was cold blue and cold red now they don't do that anymore it's just lockdown they yeah. don't really announce what cold blue what it is before before we went to say this is a cold blue, and then you do certain things cold red. You do certain things when you think about it, like what Khalil was saying. We just did it, like, we never really thought about it. But people are really sitting out here practicing that there might be an active shoot on campus.
0: And they said this school was very prepared that they do those yes. drills very often, yes. and they've had assemblies on this stuff and they've okay. talked about it. Yep, and uh, I mean, it, it's just so sad because. Give up looking for that video. <laughs> yeah, he's trying so hard. Uh... I know that's face. the guy. I know that's the guy. But anyway, um, yeah, it really, it just, it's disappointing because we lead the world in this problem, and it's a serious problem, and not just in schools. We lead the world in mass shootings in general. And I know people say it's not guns that kill people, it's people that kill, kill people. Guns. I'm not
2: here for that shit. I'm not.
1: Killer, what's your opinion? I always wanted to ask you. On that statement? Yeah, on that statement.
2: Okay, so it's fact. Okay. Yeah. Guns don't people kill people. However, guns enable you to mow 17 people down in exactly. a matter of seconds. What and person what average person needs a weapon like that? Because for self-defense. Oh, hold on. I want I really want to get into this because yeah. I am 100% a supporter of the second amendment. I like that Americans own guns. I I advocate, I would I I like that Americans can ha- carry guns. Right. Where I think the where we want to take this conversation and this is one of the best points I think Barack Obama made throughout his entire pre- presidency is that we just need smarter gun control laws. And that's it. And I don't know how people don't believe no, that. But I'm so on. I'm right, here like in Florida this.
1: You need a permit to get a handgun, but you really don't need one to get a semi-IR. I was reading that the other day. I'm like, this is insane. Like, You need to be 21 to go buy a Budweiser, but you don't need to be 21 to go get a machine gun. Kid was
2: 19. So think about this from the perspective of the NRA. We have a concept in the American legal code called jurisprudence, and that essentially says that laws set precedents for other laws. So... Essentially, if you give an inch on a single legal issue in this country, you might as well have given a yard. Because as soon as you legally say assault rifles need to be banned and... This company or these people are liable if someone buys a gun and commits this murder, and it goes to trial and a victory is won, and then something else happens that's just outside of the scope of that, any judge in America can say, look at how they ruled on this case in the existing law and the jurisprudence and further the law. So as soon as the NRA and gun advocates concede on any point of gun freedom, then they're done. And that's what they're afraid of. And so what you have to do on the left, if you, what you have to do if you're a legal scholar is find something that's amenable to that audience. And uh, peop- and this is why Barack Obama tried for the mental disabilities thing right? because right. It, it separates gun violence from the people aspect. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to make progress on the gun aspect. It, it's not going to no, happen. No, no. Guns um, are going to be here forever and in if, America. It's if a- it's part of the culture. Yeah, and we if have to
1: accept that. We just at, have to control it, like the way Khalil's
2: saying. Look at the way the NRA and Republicans have responded to this latest massacre. They don't talk about it. No. Nope. They don't even they don't give an inch. Because at this the second they say, yes, this is sad, yes, guns are at fault, everyone's gonna attack oh, and they're gonna man, have to do something. A and I'm not, I, I don't want to lose the human element of this. I'm very sad for the people and my heart is broken for the people. But I do understand this. the, I don't want to say the strategy. But what but they, what they're standing for what they believe in. I understand it. Oh,
1: a hundred percent. I just at times think the stuff they do is ridiculous. Like after the Columbine shooting, to go have a rally across the street is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like going to defend like, it all.
1: Like things like that is what... Pisses me off more than, more than things like. I
2: don't
0: know why the average person needs an AR fifteen. That
1: too.
2: But that's not the question. the The question is why should the government ban a person from having an AR fifteen? Because in this country, everything is your right until right. it's taken away. Because you can kill massive amounts of people with it, and the country is saying that's not enough.
1: The thing is,
2: how
1: you can go buy a I, if I'm reading this correctly. That you can go just buy AR, but the testing to buy a handgun is more vigorous. That doesn't make sense to me.
2: Well, there's more sport use cases for an AR than a handgun. No one really goes to competitive shooting ranges with handguns. They use higher end weapons, burst weapons for that stuff.
0: And I mean, I'm sorry but I don't care about your gun competition. But, but
2: that's also you being here in New Jersey and right. living it for most of your life. And why range of the country? Guns are a way of life, and it's, it's part of their culture. It's part of their identity. Um, and I think that, 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 that that's okay. Assault weapons, it'd be nice to ban them or reduce them, uh, and I would support that, but it's a nuanced issue.
1: Yeah. No, like, even if you don't even got to ban them, I just think there's simple things that's just common sense. If you want to get a gun, you got to have a background check. Yeah. A full background check. That's also true. That, to me, is just common sense. For people to argue against that yeah. is my whole issue. This dude is clearly showing signs that yeah, there's he's not so many. stable.
0: The, when you he, look at the investigation, they talk about so many things that people you, knew I mean, about this guy. The, How was he able the to gun, obtain the the gun, a gun?
1: The gun the place where he bought it from just had to Google his name. And you can see this stuff on Instagram and YouTube and things like that. And like that would have prevented this from happening. And the FBI got it. You heard about the yeah, FBI they got, got a m- tip.
0: Yeah, they were tipped about him from a By, YouTuber. But from several people. Yeah, saying not just him. But, yeah, that this guy
1: is saying he wants to commit a mass murder, and they didn't do anything.
0: And they had to own up to that. Yeah, the FBI had to own up to that.
1: But like, what, what? What does that do now? People lost their children. their
2: family. Uh, and
0: members. that means that what happens forward has to change. The FBI needs to and take this that seriously. That is my
1: biggest issue. I don't think it is. So
2: that's exactly the point I wanted to get to next. Uh, a lot of people are saying, is this massacre different than the ones we've seen in no. the last few years? Because what we've seen is that... These high school students have now been activated and are gaining national voices that people are really listening to and tapping into in a way that wasn't possible when Columbine happened and didn't really happen around the Virginia Tech time because we're so socially connected today. Right? Could they be? Could these high school students that survived and have voices online be the catalyst for change? Will uh, people identify with it? It's I'm, very
1: possible. It could be, but. After the Sandy Hook shooting, really, like children, like like elementary kids, kids school. elementary. Yeah. After that, and like people were furious and fuming for like two, three months, and then it died down. We knew, like, how many school shootings was it? Eighteen before that one. This this year. Yes. the number is 18. eighteen.
0: I know people are like wishy washy about that number, but it's any incident where a gun was shot at a school. So it doesn't necessarily mean a mass shooting, but any incident where a gun was shot at a the school, there was eighteen in two ago. months, two months, and that's dangerous. You don't want to hear about that with your with your children. Like you after? want your kids to, you want to know you leave your kids, you go to work and then go to school, and again. they're safe.
1: You're going to see them again. That's what you want to know. You're just going to see them again. Dropping off. People are dropping off their kids not knowing they're never going to see their child again.
0: Oh, um, you know, when it comes to guns and and everything, you know, I I think about... I saw this on Twitter, and this person made an, an a great, you know, point. You know what I mean? If, you, if you've seen the movie American Sniper... Um, I have not. Chris I Kyle... Heard I heard it's amazing. It's a great movie. I would recommend it. Uh, Chris Kyle is a storied sniper... Uh, throughout the military Most confirmed kills All this stuff right He was killed by somebody with a gun He would help uh, People with PTSD And he knew this person he was going to be He would take them to gun ranges So they would shoot, it would let them release You know what I mean Because it was something that helped him And he knew this guy was unstable and he told, And he went with a friend And they were armed And this guy a storied military veteran with tons of kills who knows how to protect himself with a weapon could not protect himself against this man. Mm. And that's not to say that Chris Kyle didn't do enough or that, but the average person is not right. Chris Kyle. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: How am I, even with a gun, supposed to protect myself if a veteran who did this for years, is one of the best ever at protecting himself, can't protect himself.
1: And this this notion of...
2: That's an amazing point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to, like, it's a great point. Solving this gun violence with more guns annoys me even yeah, more. Yeah, when they say People they should, say that they should the
0: militarize the teachers, that's not what teachers signed up for. They didn't sign up to be who
1: saw, trained killers. That's killer with fire.
2: What, what does that do? So. I think an important point to make here is that um, for a significant portion of the country, this isn't a problem that they care about because their children aren't going to public schools. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it's something that we have to be conscious of. Uh, If you look at... Where the money flows into the Republican Party from, mm-hmm. uh, primarily, NRA? yeah, or no, but private donors. I mean, yeah. it's and primarily a, a class of people who aren't very their, well off. They're yeah. not sending their kids to no. places where this no. is an issue, uh, and at their schools there are trained professionals that are going to call these things out and prevent them before it happens. But our public schools are underfunded. If, for example, we had better funding in public schools, maybe teachers and staff and counselors could notice that this student was on that slippery slope way earlier and start talking to them and helping them and talking to the family to, to, to get to the root of this issue before he was ever activated sure. to get a gun. I
1: know he lost the shooter. He lost his mom and his dad. So he was staying yeah. at his yeah. friends. Yeah. He, he and, was also uh, adopted. Yeah. So those yeah. were his
2: adopted
0: parents who passed away. Which is insane. And he was expelled from the school. Cool. He was a nineteen. Year before. Yeah. It's not
2: the right way to handle not it. Not even
0: though. a year. I think it was even earlier. I think he was like a sophomore or a junior when he was expelled. Well, so because was like, right. of three three disciplinary yeah, yeah. things at school. Things they knew that he wasn't safe to be there with yeah. the other children. They knew this. That's what it comes down How to. How could you be expelled from your school because you're not you're you're not good for the school and you can still buy a gun. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I mean, just a background check. You're telling me you're not going to get a background check to get a
2: gun? Look, you have to be 21 to take a sip of alcohol That's what I'm country. saying. It doesn't That's make sense
1: to me. Like, alcohol is illegal. I said, like, alcohol is illegal. You got to be 21. Weed's illegal. <laughs> Weed's illegal. But now it's being decriminalized in a lot of places. But you got to be 21 in the drink. And how much... Do we hear these drunk drivers or killing you people? Want, you elements? want
0: a handgun to defend yourself if something complete. happens? You want a hunting rifle because you do that? That's cool. You don't need a weapon that can kill 17 people Bruh. in a matter of minutes.
1: It, it, when you see the video, he literally was just holding the trigger. He was just holding the trigger and he was just aiming. He, you can't do that with a handgun. He shot people on the way in.
0: Then he pulled the fire alarm. And shot people on their way out.
1: And that coach, and that's all he had to do. I just want to give that uh, that coach that passed away. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name.
2: Yeah, he let the student in. and Yeah, right into the... yeah he protected his life, students. Protected several you know, students. know what I mean?
0: Kids were crying on the news telling the story of other students that saved their lives. Like, I,
1: I, I, it's the kids Like <laughs> I the, can't even I, imagine I, I, the If kids. some it's, kind of tragedy like that Happened to us in high school can yeah. they go back to school Like, How can they learn ever again
0: There are they're people who are going to be traumatized For, for the, the rest of their life of their And these life. are
1: people that are 15, six. They just started their life How can they go back to a classroom How can they feel safe
0: learn? anywhere how, yeah, I
1: get I paranoid When I'm in place Because all this is going on When I'm at New York Penn Station And I see all these people. I think these things. And it's crazy.
0: Because it happens. Because
1: it happens. Uh,
0: Did I tell you about what happened at my job during Christmas? What happened? So this guy comes in. And he's acting really weird. And he's bothering the guests. And he, uh, you know... He, but my manager lets him stay. Then the security guard comes. He comes in for a shift, and he's like, what's up with this guy? And he's like, my manager's like, I don't know, but, you know, we, we don't want to, we want to mess with him, da-da-da. And he's like, no, he's got to go. And so he was talking to the kid, and he's wearing a backpack. And he goes to him, and he says, what's in your backpack? And he's like, none of your business. And he said, well, if I don't know what's in your backpack, you got to go, because you're not here to watch a movie. That's the way it works. So he, he left. Now there's a bus stop right outside the movie theater, and he tried to get on the bus before it was ready. And the bus driver said no. He starts arguing with the bus driver. Da da She hits the button. The police come. You know what they find in his backpack? Got mm-hmm. A gun. Damn.
1: Crazy. And Jersey gun laws are vicious.
0: Just like that. If my security guard didn't take that more serious than the managers did, who knows what could, happen. could happen?
2: Follow a report on your managers. On Christmas Day. I think I'm joking, but I'm serious.
1: No, he's being dead serious. That's their job. Yeah, he at,
0: once once they found out that the kid had a gun because the security guard saw the police out there and he had a feeling it would be dealing with this. This guy named Tracy, super cool guy, he has been been a security guard there for years, and he's a former police officer. All this stuff, and uh, yeah, so he knows.
1: He knows. Oh yeah, he knows. Former police officer. He knows. Yeah, he
2: police. knows. He knows all of this. Crazy. All right. Well, I know, I know we could go on and talk yeah. about this for a very long time. I mean, our hearts with everyone who's down in Florida dealing with this strategy, tragedy tragedy, uh, and I guess we should probably tweet out some stuff, anything that's getting set up to like help out these families. Yes. Uh, but let's sort of transition over. We can briefly touch on how Donald Trump responded to this, and I think that will uh, take us nicely into our last topic, okay. which is uh, the Russia stuff. Uh. Uh, so, Trump last night or this weekend, decided to take to Twitter and blame everyone except um, guns and what many of us see as the root cause of the the massacre, Uh, basically saying that the school knew that the student was troubled it didn't stop them and that the FBI knew and that they didn't stop them and that et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But never goes to guns, and he even uh, criticized the FBI for spending so much time on the Russian investigation that they couldn't get to this student, and, and pretty much that's where he left it.
1: Yeah. Um, what a
2: cowardly thing to say.
1: I mean, immediately when this happened, he didn't really have a, he didn't have a press conference.
0: No, he, no just he tweeted. No, he, well, originally, no. He he, he tweeted because he's you know he's fast with his fingers, of course. But Twitter he did have fingers. his press Twitter conference. Twitter for you. Dead <laughs> ass. But he, he did have his press conference where he really said nothing
1: at all. I honestly all. don't remember the press conference.
2: I watched it. He didn't say anything. I remember
1: and, all Obama's, though.
2: And to be fair, he went down there. Yeah, yeah. I know he went yeah, down he there. Yeah, he did I go. go. I know yeah, he, he, he went down go. there. He went to
1: the hospital. I remember we visited him with his wife. Don't know the first name. name Melania. Ivanka.
2: Oh... I don't know if you did that on purpose, but that's hilarious. <laughs> People say she's the real first lady. I've heard that,
0: that theory. Um, but, uh, Khalil
2: agrees.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: I I mean, what about Trump surprises us anymore?
2: Do you think that the FBI is wasting their time? No, investigating, no. Investigating Russia? Uh, collusion. The Trump campaign colluding with Russia.
1: Absolutely not. No? No.
2: I, I'm starting to wonder.
1: It's I it's been drawn to out spring. too long. But we had the discussion, and I said how long. Right. And you Watch you it. said, he said spring. Said spring. Said spring. Uh,
2: but let me be clear about that. I, I'm saying spring until Robert Mueller wraps up investigation. There's still the op- the Russians meddled in our election. That's clear. Mm-hmm. I've always said that I wasn't quite sure whether or not Trump and the Trump evolved, campaign yeah. were involved because. I thought he was too stupid, if I'm just being frank. And the more we learn about it, the more it seems that Putin just is sort of a mastermind and he, he did all this and, and organized the pieces and it may just be dumb luck that Donald Trump is so stupid that he's got himself enraveled in this more than he should have. I sort of think when he stands up and says there's no collusion... He legitimately believes that there's no collusion, and he doesn't understand the legal process that they have to do their due diligence. And I think that all of that has gotten him more unraveled in this thing than he originally needed to be. Uh, And if the FBI knows that already, Mm -hmm. then they should do more to wrap this up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, Rob Mueller has to continue his investigation, but it's it's almost at the point where me, as a citizen, I want... Them to either come out and say yes, the Trump campaign was colluding and we're investigating further, or no. At this time, the president is absolved, because to be honest, the country's just got this hanging question mark over it's over it right now because they're not they're not telling us anything, and hopefully that's because they don't want to like interrupt an ongoing investigation. But I'm kind of sick of it. Sorry about the noises there.
1: (laughs) No, I see where you're coming from. It is being dragged out. like It's day after day, MSNBC, wherever you're going. They're going to talk about the next thing, the next breaking news that's come out of the investigation. So
0: these 13 Russians, right, 13 of them, that were indicted, so Mm -hmm. that's not a good step? in the right direction for
2: him. So the 13 Russians that were indicted, they were indicted indicted for um, participating in the, the misinformation campaign. So these were people who were involved in getting fake uh, accounts to post on social media, uh, paying off Americans uh, for IDs, like they got an American to give them fake IDs. Um, these were Russian spies that were planted here and doing this work. And, okay, this is like a baby step in the investigation, Because the real crimes that everyone's worried about is like the money laundering and uh, the collusion. Did Trump and did Trump Jr. and Kushner actually meet with Russians and help to organize where these Russian spies would be? And in this indictment, in all 13 of uh, these charges that are being brought, it doesn't say that anywhere. I, I'm just, I'm not sure what comes next. And mm-hmm. everywhere on TV, political analysts are saying, don't think that this is the end. But I don't know if this is the TV people trying to drag this out more or if Rob Mueller is indicating that the extent of the crimes in the in the Trump sphere are Mike Flynn and Paul Manafort and all the people he's brought charges against already. Um, the, I, there's still hope. Hope <laughs> clearly, <laughs> you guys know what I want to happen here, but like um, Bannon just did a 20-hour interview with yes. Mueller, and there are indications that Mueller's is still gathering a lot of new information. 20 hours, yeah. 20 hours of 20 questions hours. Banner, Bannon ent- uh answered. So uh, there could be more to this, but um, it's it's incredibly possible that Donald Trump just is an idiot. And what will happen is Mueller will file a report and he'll lay out everything to answer all these questions. But Congress could come to the conclusion that this guy's just stupid and we're not going to impeach him. Wow. It almost would have been better if he had this clean record and just the porn star thing came out because maybe we get him impeached that way. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like nothing matters. No matter what comes out, it doesn't matter.
1: I mean, if Obama had... A tenth of this shit. Wait, less.
0: How many scandals Obama had going on? Zero.
1: The tan suit. (laughs) That's what niggas were upset about. The tan suit he was wearing. (laughs) Literally. That sounds. (laughs) Remember when Remember
2: when he took too much vacation? Oh, that's not even a thing. He took the least vacation of like any president before. Remember that. We, Our moms all told us this when we were kids. The standards for being black in America are higher than being white. That's fact. I don't care if you don't like to hear that. But it takes us ten times as much work to get what white people get. And that has never been on clearer display than in the contradiction between Barack Obama and Donald Trump and how they're treated by this country.
0: And this message was brought to you by this radio show podcast. I'm hot. (laughs) This is
1: great. Everyone we have for some very... Very passionate discussions there. Yeah. Very, very passionate things. We weren't as funny
0: as we usually are. but
1: Yeah, it was a pretty serious episode.
0: It was, but it was a good episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Yes. Also, any uh, opinions or differences that you think with us, please add us on Twitter. You will get flamed first, and then Mm -hmm. facts will come
2: second. What's our Twitter? Uh, At Issa Radio Show. I-S-S-A. Issa Radio Show. Correcto. I only have one thing to say to sign out the show: Wakanda forever. Um, (laughs) We're gonna realize the vision of fucking Wakanda in America. So, arms crossed. Arms crossed. As we
0: ride out into the Wakandan sunset.